0: Welcome to another episode of I Wolf's. What are we talking about today, Kelly?
1: Today we've got more on puppies. I'm wearing a puppy. More on puppies. Life. Puppies. In a puppy state of mind. All right. Um, we've talked a lot about what to do in puppy class and what not to do in puppy class in the last several episodes, and it's actually not very—it's not representative of a puppy's life. And we touched a little bit on this in the last episode, about how it's important to start with neonatal handling if possible. So this is, this is about moving beyond puppy class. What you can do prior to puppy class and where puppy class fits in to um, an actual puppy socialization program. And to me, I guess a socialization program is really, how do you create a companion dog out of a, out of a puppy? Mm-hmm. And that limited amount of time, which we've all determined is pretty much about what twelve to fourteen weeks that you get you get in there before they um change into little mm-hmm. little Adolescents. adolescent adolescent mm-hmm. that whose social circle closes quite rapidly, yes mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? So you think about it babies of all species um our well, everything is new to a, a a brand new being you know mm-hmm. so they need to be open to new experiences when they're first born. Because um, if they were freaked out by new experiences from day one, they'd, they'd be, be
0: perpetually freaked out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. So they need to have that, but then of course, you know, depending on how they live in in the world, they also need to eventually become a little more closed and and guarded and suspicious in order to you know, once they move mm-hmm. beyond their parent, parental protection, they yep. need to be able to survive and, and you know perceive threats. And, and
0: well, that's the natural corruption. way. We may not want that. but if you have a search and rescue dog you don't want him to become wary of anyone because you don't want him to find someone anything. and bite them. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I think to make a perfect companion dog there's three things. Behaviour problems, you've got to nail those. So download our free books before you get your puppy, after you get your puppy. You have to make sure the dog doesn't become a house soiler, destructive chewer, excessive barker and freak out and left at home alone. Common, That's normal a, yeah. dog behaviours yeah. that cause problems and that's where as you say in Open 4 you know good habits is hard to break so the first time the puppy pees in your house it you better be in the right place and that will become a habit he creates the, twif- the first thing he'd should be the right thing mm-hmm. then the next two things are really socialisation with people and with dogs the with people part is as easy as it's enjoyable the dog-dog socialisation that, that's a different matter that can be challenging I think if you have a male dog and he has kept his goulies on for whatever reason But but back to what you said about puppy class again, to me that is the trainer's opportunity, or the owner's opportunity to have their dog checked out by a trainer, the same way that your car goes in for frequent tests, like 3,000 miles, to check that what was done in the breeding kennel and between 8 and 12 weeks at home has worked, and that there's no incipient signs of aggression. And these would be tiny little signs that people don't notice but a trainer would.
1: So puppy class is really only the tip of the iceberg, or one piece of the, of the well-rounded educational pie. Oh, tiny pie. Yeah, it, it's a know, chance to have your dog. As much as we love puppy class, it is not the be-all, end-all. It's actually the, kind of the end of the socialization. I mean, no, it's, I have a great analogy.
0: It's like, if you want to live a healthy life, you eat well, you exercise, and you eat well. But periodically, and especially when you're young, you go in for a checkup with a doctor to see how it's all going. I look on puppy class as being that check-up, and that the trainer will be, the way the puppy class is constructed, with same age, you will magnify any developing problem that's there, fearfulness, bullying, or some kind of fear, so it goes in a a, a sort of a cascade of, first you can't catch the puppy, standoffishness, he ducks his head when you reach for him, then wary, then aloof, then fearful, reactive, and then aggressive. And we can pick those signs up in puppy class just when he's ducking his head. Or he struggles when you handle him. So we know they didn't do enough prior to 12 weeks. And we better boogie because time is certainly of the essence. But that ain't socialization. Socialization should have been done before puppy class. And it's done in the real world from now for the rest of the dog's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there are there's lots of training that has to be done before puppy class. There has to be lots of training that uh, goes takes place while you're having a puppy class but outside of the actual class times and then there's lots more training that happens that well, I mean, that, 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 that after yeah. the
1: socialization window ends at let's say 12-ish weeks most puppies don't even start the puppy class until they're 10 to 12 weeks of age yeah, so it's too late to socialize them anyway so it's not about that yeah. so that's an important thing even yeah. though puppy class is about socialization it's too late to socialize your puppy so we need to talk to breeders and and make sure that breeders are ha- are handling Puppies the right way, um, shelters, if you have puppies in your shelter, I know it's great for the numbers to adopt them out of the shelter, but they have no business being there. They, if you're going to have puppies in a shelter, you need a puppy foster program. These are you know, um, priceless, precious weeks that you can't ever get back. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you bring a puppy home, you don't wait for puppy class to, to begin their education. So what can we tell people, quickly breeders, and then shelters, and then people? I've taught maybe you know three tips for each of those.
0: those Number steps. one, you've got to bring people to the kennel or the home so that socialization is safe. Outdoor shoes remain outside. This is how we spread parvo and distemper. You tread in it on the street, and then you track it into your home. So if puppies are on the premises, whether at a breeding kennel. Or, in the owner's new home, leave your outdoor shoes outside, now invite loads of people over, have fun times, you know reignite your own social life so these puppies get handled in a gentle way and you train all these people how to handle a puppy and train the puppy so your puppies get handled and trained
1: so for we you know one of our recommendations in before or I guess it's after is um, that your puppy meet 100 people by the time it's 12 weeks of age and so many people I think wait are thinking well how can I do that because I can't take my puppy on walks yet first of all you can almost even even most large breed puppies can be carried up to about 12 weeks of age, if not a little beyond. So they can be carried or put in a little sack or a little Sherpa bag. and little sack? Well, I
0: don't know. <laughs> or a Sherpa bag. No, <laughs> I don't think you meant sack, like a puppy carrier. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. Or, well, <laughs> oh, I've got no. a puppy in my sack. <laughs> a fancy sack. Yeah. A special his... dog carrier. <laughs> yeah. You can take them to the bank. Sack. You can take to the stationers. There's loads of puppy-friendly you places. Many mini,
1: mini out, out, I'm not trying to say... Um, trips that they can go yeah, on the and outings they can go on the stationer or the
0: barristers we just started <laughs> a program in western australia about this called the friendly puppy program it actually started in a pub called little creatures and it's where are the places you can drive and carry your puppy to what businesses i'm not just talking restaurants and bars but, like, the stationers, are they puppy-friendly? So you can bring your puppy in, and you can meet people, or the bank, and, most, and so yeah, on. Most, most clothing stores
1: and, and banks and things like that, if you just bring a little it's puppy cute, cute and if they're in their little bag, they can. people say, oh, you have a puppy? And then they, then then you can take them out. And, I remember taking, I'd be invited to the bank. That yes. Was, but, you know, yeah. also, even if they stay in their little... Shirpa sack. <laughs> um, you know, they're hearing things. They're smelling things. Mm-hmm. They're they're still. They're getting used to the idea of being in the car and the movement of the car. All all those things are probably you know a good a good.
0: I think that it's so, when you, you know, when you think about socialization, it's to the environment and all the weird stuff, to other dogs and people, and people are always more important, and you can invite people to your home and do it safely.
1: One of the other best so, ways to do it out in the world, though, is also to just sit outside in a cafe with your dog in your, in your lap or in your, in your sack and watch the world go by
0: mm-hmm. yeah, we <laughs> um, took a puppy out a little while ago and it, you couldn't stop people from coming up and wanting to say hi you sit
1: in one place you're at a coffee oh. shop which is probably, which, you know, presumably a lot of people like the mm-hmm. dogs to be able to sit at an outdoor cafe mm-hmm. you're getting the experience and yeah like, we even ran into one
0: guy who had a bag of dried salmon skin just with him yeah. for uh, <laughs> oh, yeah Weird. In case I see any puppies in right. cafes. Well, works great. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is so important. is when I when I talk to breeders and and some pet owners, they say, oh, I don't know, a hundred people. Well, I will tell you what, you take your puppy to the cafe, and you will know a hundred people. And they people. can be safely in your lap. And they don't yep. want
1: to sit on the floor. And so no puppies on ground. Take your shoes off.
0: You know when you come home.
1: As people come to your house, so we all agree that they should meet people and be handled and, and greeted sweetly by people, but then also, I think, again, hear noises go out in the world beyond your, your own garden safely and get used to the car if you're going to want them to do that so they don't become car sick or phobic of that. Um, breeders should definitely invite people over. Shelters should try to have them out in home environments rather than in a kennel environment um, for both behavioral health and physical health, because shelters, where they're most likely to get sick. Um carry your puppy into the vet, right? That's your big yep. one. Yep. So that they don't,
0: don't certainly don't want him on the ground in the car park or in the waiting room floor uh, where every sick dog's room. been.
1: So that's 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 what one of the things we should do. So And I, I
0: think the most important piece of advice is look for the early warning signs. Don't wait till your puppy bites someone. You know, it's if a puppy shows any reticence to being handled. Even if he's wiggly, if he ducks his head when you reach for him, if you can't wow, catch so him, here's the early warning sign that he's, uh, humans are upsetting him. Mm-hmm. So seek help immediately okay. and solve it now before it's too but late. But
1: there are other life skills that puppies need. They need to learn how to adapt to being alone. You know, puppies grow up in litters and with their mother. Um, one of the one of the first questions, other than how do you stop them from biting, that we we get is um, you know, he cries. He cries when he's in his long-term confinement or short-term confinement. Mm-hmm. He cries when he's alone, when we leave. We have to Yeah, I, I puppies. think we, we
0: started with that, and we said, just download the two free books. The, you well, got those four problems, you've got, we're got to We're not having an audio episode saying yeah.
1: just, that just says, read the books. We're yeah. here to give mm-hmm. them actual advice when they're listening, mm-hmm. too. So, yes, the book has all that information, but we want to talk about the importance of alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not designed to be alone. I mean, it is normal for no. a puppy to cry. And they're actually important of the long-term confinement normal. area yeah. the
0: short-term confinement area, feeding them only from chew toys and Head so on feeding and so on. Hand-feeding and chew toys Yeah, to give them a hobby. Very important. Yeah.
1: So, you know, beyond puppy class, we are teaching them to chew on the appropriate items to enjoy their time alone and be able to cope with that.
0: And I think the importance there is These are the reasons why people surrender their puppies to shelters. It's behavior problems. It's not the temperament problems. People, if a puppy's shy and snaps at people, they actually bond with it more. But behavior problems are not tolerated. House soiling, destructive chewing, excessive barking, and the home alone shenanigans whether due to anxiety or not. And those are so. certainly things that you can't learn in puppy class. You can't teach your dog no, how to be home be alone. At home. <laughs> <or> you can't <laughs> teach him how to uh, be house trained. Oh, you can. We, you we teach the home alone puppy classes. No one's there. <laughs> There's <Right. laughs> yeah, one, just just one puppy in the middle of the room, <laughs> in a solitary room. Yeah. yeah, very expensive now class. Yeah. Now
1: we're all going to practice our alone time, one by one. Yeah.
0: Go into the uh, isolation cell. Yeah. So we've covered the behavior problems in the home alone and the socialization with people, paramount, easy to do, fun to do. Now the dog-dog stuff. Um, that is more difficult, and that's where your dog oh, now... Oh, as in a young puppy. Yes, your dog now requires exactly the opposite of what's offered in a puppy class. We do not want same age, small groups. Your dog now has to be exposed to all breeds, all sizes, all ages, but safe. And I think this is a direction that Dog Trainer will be going in, that people who are teaching good puppy classes will then have these social days, nights, or what have you, evenings, where graduates of Puppy 1 and Puppy 2, once you've done Puppy 1 and Puppy 2, so you've got good bite inhibition, you're safe, you come for a social day. And so that a young puppy coming in meets a, a sort of social structure that kind of resembles the pack. You come in on the bottom rung of the ladder, and that's it. There ain't no bullying here, just is not going to happen, because you are an ant, you are a worm. Yet, these older dogs will all insist that, that you play. And, and, and to me, I think one of the most fascinating things I've, I've ever seen in dog behaviour is adult dogs schooling young puppies. And I first saw it with Whip in our research studies. And then on my TV program with the little dog we took around being schooled by adult dogs he met. And then Claude. Claude was one of the best teachers of puppies I've ever seen. And he actually... He loved it. even trained Zuzu. He was the only one of us who could train Zuzu. And he did it within seconds. And she would mind around him. And the signs he put out were like no signs. It was difficult to see. He didn't do... Totally the opposite of Dune, who's like, I'll threaten you, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Claude just stood there, and these puppies, just Spazzo, who we fostered at Christmas, and Pencil, the Malinois, within minutes, they were wonderful Mm -hmm. around him.
1: So, one of the things you can do in the home, um, outside of puppy class, and before puppy class, is invite your friends' social, hopefully well-rounded, also puppy class, graduate dogs, over to your house to... to to meet as well. If you don't have... If you know it has biophobition. If you've yeah. gone to puppy class and, they, and they, you know that they're friendly enough around puppies, um, it's a good way, it's good for them to meet adult dogs and dogs of different ages. And definitely of different shapes and sizes, because you think up to that point, they've only seen really, for the most, of the, most part, one breed. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that my little Rottweiler puppy saw a collie. You know, or uh, he didn't know what to do. You know, the hair—it was a different <laughs> creature to him, I and mean, he seemed mm-hmm. very confused. Um, big dogs, small dogs—you know—they they need to see all that different stuff.
0: And same advice there as with socialization with people: that we don't see the problem because, of course, the pup is friendly. It's a puppy. These problems of fear do not develop until five, six, seven, eight months. Same thing with dog dog stuff. He will appear to be totally sociable. But that's when you socialize him further and you classically condition him. You, you mustn't take greetings for granted. If he sniffs another dog's butt or lets another dog sniff his butt, you've got to say, good dog, there's a good dog. Because as sure as eggs is eggs, when he's six months old, he's going to be in a fight. Mm-hmm. And, and as we probably should say something about, we keep saying bite inhibition, maybe some people don't understand it, that all puppies are reactive and will react to other dogs at some time in their life. Bite inhibition is that if they have an argument or a scrap, it's just that. No damage is done.
1: And that everything yeah. from a growl to a snap to an inhibited bite is, is, wonderful. is all yeah. part, is, is, that's all inhibited aggression yeah. or communication, you know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A growl is an inhibited bite is what I guess yeah. I'm
0: trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think to understand this, that human analogy is great, that we can disagree, as we do very occasionally, that uh, we can do it in a socialized fashion, we do not stab, bite or shoot. And that's what I mean by bite inhibition—that the dogs can have a disagreement or an argument, but okay, no damage is done. Yeah. They generally don't. But no dog goes to the vet clinic. That—that's the criterion.
1: Well, not just with dogs, but with people too.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. I don't have to go to the vet clinic when we have an argument.
1: <laughs> you know, but, okay. Good place for cheap medical attention <laughs> if you don't have <laughs> health insurance, right?
0: Yes.
1: All right, well, so um, just do remember that even though we are obviously advocates of a good puppy class, it is a place for practical application of things that you should have already been doing in the home. And that um, it really is. And for only, the trainer to check that you've done it at home and yes. that it's worked. And so, you know, yeah, tease out any potential problems. Um, in your last ditch effort to to deal with these problems and normalize them before the puppy becomes an adolescent and an adult. So puppy class is very important, but it is kind of the last hurrah of puppyhood and only comprises about 1% of their puppy experience. If you think about it, you know, one hour for six weeks is that. And so um, it's very important that you take the role of um, puppy educator, uh, you know, from, from day one.
0: But then real life begins and real socialization out in the big, wide world. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.